Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist, working for a government agency, and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, great day. Welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. So I know that it's been a while since I have published a in the moment podcast, right? Because if you've been paying attention to our podcast over the last three or four weeks, we have been pretty much breaking down the Abundant Streams of Income Bootcamp that we hosted live in March on YouTube. And we put it on the podcast because we knew that a lot of therapists weren't able to make it to the live sessions. Um, maybe they weren't able to stay for the full sessions because they had a client session or they had to get back to work. And so we also know that our podcast listener sometimes likes to get um, information in what I call bite-sized pieces versus trying to understand two to three big categories of streams of income within an hour or an hour and a half and expecting to be able to implement or take away something, right? So I'm happy to say that we are back um, in the podcast studio in my home office. I am I'm also taking a turn, which I'll dedicate a whole, probably the next podcast episode to, but I'm taking a turn with even the type of content that I present with some of it on the podcast and even how I'm choosing to show up in the podcast. So I'll make sure to record that episode next. Um, but just to give you a little bit of behind the scenes right now, it is about 1054 in the morning on Pacific Standard Time. It's a little gloomy today. It's in the beginning of May at the time of this recording. And it's crazy because about three days ago, it was 80 something degrees. I had just left Vegas, went to the Usher concert with my husband and my son. And it was almost 90 degrees. And now it just rained um, last night to this morning. And now it's gloomy. And in the house, it's about 60 degrees. But your girl say cold. So I got on my... um what is it? The Skims uh, Lounge Fit, aka Pajamas, but I'm comfortable. And that's really what my next podcast episode is going to be about is uh, showing up as my authentic self, being aligned with how I want to show up in different parts of my life and being okay with it. All right. So now let's talk about this AI. Uh, today, I want to share with you specifically seven, but I have a lot, right? Seven AI artificial intelligence powered growth strategies um, that we've used in the last maybe three months, um, notoriously, religiously for the team and for the growth of the entire business, okay? So I wanna share with you seven specific things that we have done to improve also the productivity and performance of either team members, a full team, um, maybe like the growth team or people who are in charge of content, and then also just, of course, the business as a whole. So let's go ahead and jump into it. So number one, um, in, was it February or March? Um, I can't remember, but in February or March, I flew out to Arizona. Um, I took one of my team members and we went to a leadership three-day event in which one of my mentors, James Wetmore, um, hosted 
along with his growth team manager, also like his partner. And so it was pretty cool also to see that dynamic, to see a couple on the stage. But more importantly, it was great for me to take a team member and really talk about what does it mean to have great team performance, cohesiveness, and be able to see the business grow because everybody is on the same page. So from that three-day event, I decided to repurpose my vision and my mission, meaning just make sure that it's still up to date and I'm aligned with it. I also chose to re-record things like my core values for my team. I reviewed our standard operating procedures and currently to to date, we're actually doing SOP cleanup because there are a lot of things in the company that we used to do that we don't do anymore, or maybe we've made things more simple just things have changed, right? So all that is leading into like my first two things that I use AI's help with. So number one is job description. All of my team members have a job description. However, there are seats on our org chart that do not have a description that we need filled. Now, the great part is certain people on our current team, now that they've been with us for a year or three years and plus, I know that they would be a great fit for if they want it, certain seats or an additional seat on the org chart. And I choose to hire within to make sure, of course, I'm not burning anybody out, but if somebody can take on another role and it's pretty much um, similar to the roles that they're already in and they have a skill set for it and they're teachable and coachable, why not? So I decided to sit down, redo or repurpose my org chart, really look at what seats do I want on my org chart so that my business you know, can run smoothly And then I sat down and typed into chat GPT. Let me actually pull up the prompt um, for some of them, actually, while I'm recording this episode. So you'll see some, you'll probably hear some live movement. So one of them um, was for the growth team. So my description was very simple and it said, please write a job description for whatever the title of the job description was for. And then what I would do is after it gave me a job description, which it did a very good job, just to give you an idea, it gave me a job overview section, like a paragraph. It gave me bullets of key responsibilities. It gave me qualifications. It gave me working conditions. It gave me salary, which it didn't give a number, but it just said something like the salary for this position will be commensurate with experience and qualifications. And then it gave a to apply. To apply, if you are interested in applying for this position, please submit your resume, a cover letter, outlining your qualifications and experience, and at least three references. Now, of course, I don't stop there. That would not be good for my business because everything in there is, I'm going to say about 75 to 80% accurate. However, There may be things in my job description that I need to add, that I need to remove. Maybe I need to reorder and things like that. But I was able, y'all, in two days within, I'm going to say, a three-hour time span, pump out no less than nine to 10 job descriptions, and I'm probably under-reporting. But I will say that I was able to get those job descriptions, copy and paste them, put them into my Word document, and then edit them the way that I see fit for my company. And then the great part is I was able to upload all of them so that my team can see them. And then I told them, hey, here's a video of the updated org chart. Here's a link in our project management system with all of your roles highlighted, all of the roles that I think that 
you may be grown out of, or maybe you want to keep, I don't know, like it's a question mark next to your name because we were doing evaluations. And then I also did a like a highlighted version of all of the positions that were open. And I needed my team members by the following week, like I gave them seven days to read through the descriptions and see which ones they wanted to talk about. It doesn't mean that they get them right? So that's number one is I used it for a job description. In a mental health practice, in a mental health business, you can do the same thing for therapy, for a therapist, for a biller, um, for intake coordinator, but you do have to know what you're looking for to know how to read the job description, right? Um, Number two is key performance indicators, also known as KPIs. So with the current team members' positions, if we were going to keep them in that position, I then went over to ChatGPT again And I asked it, can it write me a key performance indicator, a KPI for a particular position? Now, the reason I actually did this initially is that I had a ECM elite coaching mastermind uh, session with all of my clients. And so one of them, you know, has a group practice and they were wanting to know examples of different KPIs. And so I can easily tell her what KPIs to consider. However, I would prefer to show them even how to use AI to explore KPI. So let me read to you a few of them and please take any that you would like. So the first prompt that I gave the AI system is just generally create three KPIs for mental health therapists. I didn't have to spell out key performance indicators. So the first one that they listed is number one, client satisfaction rate. And then they describe what that means. And I'll read this paragraph. This KPI measures the percentage of clients who report being satisfied with the services provided by mental health therapists, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They give examples of like, it'll be measured through surveys, feedback forms, therapist websites, quality of care, surveys, et cetera. But that is a key performance indicator. But that also means that you have to have that set up in your business. Now, in our Dope Therapist Academy program, we actually teach our clinicians of how to set up those customer service satisfaction surveys and the frequency of when you would send them based on how long the client would be in treatment. But the three KPIs that they came up with, y'all, I'm going to share it because I didn't come up with it, is client satisfaction survey, average length of treatment, because that speaks to maybe the efficiency of the therapist or what type of therapy they're doing. And then the third one was client retention rate, which is the percentage of clients who continue to seek therapy with the same therapist, you know, over time. And then they give a paragraph. That was one example. But again, just trying to give you an understanding of how you can use AI to benefit your business, especially if you have not hired a, like a lot of people. Right. Um, So let's go into number three. I've also used AI in the last three plus months for emails. Now, I want to be clear. I have a way of talking to my audience, communicating with you and having a conversation with you like the same way that I low key show up on podcasts is the same way that I show up on social media, the same way that I show up in my boot camps, the same way that I show up on my podcast and my emails. Right. So what that means is that I can ask it to create me an email about a particular topic, okay? However, I need to know what my end goal is. I want to know if the email is very informative. Is it educational? Is it conversational? Do I wanna use slang language? Because it's gonna pump out a fire email. I'm not gonna lie. These things really are a great tool. However, it's not how I talk all the way. It really hit my verbiage about 50%, right? So I'm gonna give you a topic that I used. I was launching to my community a mini email like a lead generator course. So the email, the the prompt said, 
write a sales email. So I've said sales email because this is for a sales page. Write a sales email for three benefits of learning how to create and grow an email list. Now, clearly I had to know what question to ask. So if you do intakes clearly as a mental health provider, you know how to ask questions. And you should know by now that you have to ask very specific questions if you want a specific answer, okay? So it gave me a subject line. It gave me a whole, you know, a couple of paragraphs. And you have to tell it if you want it to be short form, long form. And then it gave me a call to action at the end. It said, don't miss out on this opportunity to take your business to the next level. Enroll in our email marketing course today and start seeing results, you know, et cetera. So then I was like, this sounds too formal. Like, this is not me. But I like the information, though. And I'm sure I'm not going to take this whole email. I'm about to probably wipe out like two paragraphs. So I then said, use the same email. It's all in the same thread. Use the same email and write the email in an informal sixth grade tone. So let me give you an example of the subject line. And I didn't use this. I used part of it. But the first one said... Unlock the power of email marketing. Learn how to create and grow your email list today. Now that sounds straightforward, but it was more of the email that I wasn't aligning with, but it went ahead and rewrote the whole thing. So when I said informal in sixth grade tone, the subject line said, hey, wanna, W-A-N-N-A, wanna learn about the coolest way to connect with your peeps. Now that ain't even, I don't use the word peeps. I don't use the word coolest. And even though I may say out loud, wanna, I don't like to type out wanna, you know, like, like it's certain I'm going to say slang terminology or just like informal conversational words that I just still won't use. I, I still got a degree. You feel me? And so I took bits and pieces of both of these emails and then I created an email. So what am I telling you? Again, don't copy and paste what this gives you because a lot of people right now are using this tool. So the last thing you want to do is put in the same prompts. And then all these emails look the same. All these social media captions look the same, right? So that's an example of how we've been using emails to really nurture our audience and also highlight certain products. Number four is podcast ideas. So like podcasts like this, I just flow. So if you see my computer screen, I literally have the title and my project management system. I wrote down in my phone on a notepad, seven ways I've used AI. And then I decided to write down at the end, well, what are some other things that you want to consider before you sit here and use AI as a tool in your company? I didn't use AI to come up with any of this. However, I did use AI to come up with the title and I still didn't use the title that they gave me, but it gave me some place to start. Okay. So I have used though podcasts from the AI tool to help me outline my podcast, maybe to pull data, to pull stats, to give me some type of syllabus, some type of structure. Maybe I have writer's block. I know the end result. I know what I want you to walk away with, but I'm missing the meat and the potatoes. And typically when I have it give me a podcast outline, I'm really using it for data and stats. Like if I'm talking about the length or longevity of a certain type of business, if I'm talking about a certain industry being saturated, if I'm talking about how many people are searching this, yes, I'm going to ask chat GPT. However, you also want to know that a lot of these AI tools are still being built. They're being enhanced. They're new like a baby. You have to scoop before you crawl. You got to crawl before you walk. You got to walk before you run and stuff like that. So the more and more we ask it questions, the better it gets, which is why I like using it because I want this thing to work for me, right? However, 
Please note, as of right now in 2023, a lot of the information is not up to date, meaning you may only get stats up until 2021. So what I'm saying, check your facts. Okay. Number five, YouTube titles. Now I kind of just mentioned this with the podcast. I consider AI tools as a great way to understand how to write titles that people want to click on to watch the video. So I've done it for our family vlogs. I've done it for not really the boot camps because the boot camps are like straightforward, straight to the point, boot camp day number one, you know, but I have done it for the last probably 15 podcast episodes for the abundant streams of income. After like the first two, I went in and I used an AI tool for YouTube though, but I also um, use AI for chat GPT. And I went and changed the name of all the podcast episodes. So instead of it saying abundant series coaching programs, it may have said something else like learn how this therapist did this, you know, and stuff like that. So you can go and you can ask it, please create a SEO title for. So let me go over it to it again. Today, I actually used it for this podcast episode. So I said, provide me with a SEO podcast title for seven ways we have used AI for business growth. Now, the prompt got confusing, but I just took out a word. What it gave me was AI-empowered success, unveiling the seven game-changing SEO strategies for business growth. And I'm like, I don't want it to talk about SEO. I was telling you to give me a SEO title, right? So you want to talk to it like it's a person. So then I just text back, like, because it's literally like you're talking to the system. I said, can you give me three more? Because what I want to do is I want to choose. So it gave me the following, unlocking business potential, harnessing AI for explosive SEO growth. AI uh, powered SEO secrets. Now I know that people like secrets. So I was like, I like this. Then it said seven strategies that skyrocketed business growth. So I may not use skyrocketed, but I may use the word strategies. Now go back and look at the title of this podcast. Then they gave a third one. Okay. So again, that's how I use it for podcast structure, podcast titles, and also YouTube titles. You can also use it for email subject lines clearly. Number six is I use it, as I just mentioned, for podcast titles. So I already went into that. Number seven is that I use it for social media copy. So with everything I just talked about, again, with even social media copy, you have to know what is the goal of the post? Is it a static post? Is it a carousel post? Is it a reel? Is it a live? Is it on TikTok? Is it on Instagram? Is it on Pinterest? Right? Because I know Pinterest has like a character feature where you can't go over a certain amount of characters like uh, letters and stuff in the box. So um, let me just talk about things to consider when we're talking about even social media, but technically apply this to all of them. Okay. So some of the things to consider when you're using AI for job description, KPI, emails, podcast ideas, YouTube and podcast titles, and social media copy is one, are you still on brand? As I mentioned earlier, specifically like with the emails, I had to make sure that that was how I actually talked to my audience via email. Specifically with social media copy, I show up a a specific way. So I have to make sure that my words are still on brand. I have to make sure that my even emojis, they don't give you emojis, but I'm probably sure I can. But I need to make sure that it sounds like me because when we even hire a social media manager, I tell my clients, make sure that you show that social media manager other um, social media post examples or email examples of how you've shown up so that they can hear your voice. Better yet, if you have a video, I'd rather you show them the video so they can actually see how you talk, right? So stay on brand. The second thing to consider is it is a starting point to use AI. 
specifically for people who have writer's block. Like I said, you know what the beginning is, you know what the end is, but you're missing the meat and the potatoes. So it's a starting point, but it's not the end. Something else to consider is that I gave you examples because I wanted you to see how I was asking specific questions. And sometimes you may have to ask this thing four to five questions. Now, as you start to learn it more and use it more, like use it every day for even house. How do I clean up a 2000 square foot home? That's a prompt that I gave it like three months ago. And it told me, cause I said how many bedrooms and all these things. And it broke down how to clean my house. I was like, this is gravy. Like if I want to be the one to clean it, <laughs> right? So it's a starting point, but you got to ask it good questions. Be very specific. Just imagine that you're talking to a person. Maybe give the AI tool that you're using a name. The next tip is, I knew that the first response that it would give me, like I didn't have high expectations and sometimes it blew my mind, but I knew that the first response may not typically be the last one, meaning I may have to ask it again, get more specific. Now, one of the things that I do like about this activity, especially for mental health providers, is that it gives you a a stab at pretty much every day of learning how to ask better questions. And as CEOs, when you start building your team, or if you have a group practice and you've hired therapists, you actually have to learn how to ask better questions, right? Now, lastly, I've mentioned this earlier, things to consider. You have to know where you want it to end. You have to know what the desired outcome is because if you don't, like if I don't know what the desired outcome is in terms of how I want to grow my company, I won't know how to read the KPIs. Like, will that be a good KPI or not? I have to know what I want to measure because I asked it a general question about therapists and KPIs, but I can be super specific and I can say something like, um, provide me with three KPIs that measures email marketing growth for my business. Now that is very specific because it, and I did ask that, but it gave me specific email marketing growth KPIs. Okay. So I hope that this has really been helpful. Um, when things like this come up more, if I notice that people are asking questions, I'll continue to drop a couple of nuggets, you know, here and there, but make sure that you stay tuned because I'm going to be dropping some very powerful information on the upcoming podcast episodes. It will be a blend of how to show up as your authentic self and being aligned in your business. It, so the, the whole becoming, becoming an abundant CEO. Um, I'm also going to continue to mix in great information with case studies, whether the case studies are of me and my journey or of my clients um, from private practice success, solo practice, group practice, and streams of income. Now, at the time of this recording, right now, we just wrapped up an epic Dope Therapist Academy cohort. Um, we also introduced a new cohort to our DTA family. We are going to open up the doors again very soon because we know that the summer is typically a slower time for therapists, some of y'all on vacation, but we also know looking at our three-year history, that also is a time for us to regroup ourselves in the middle of the year to make sure that we end this year strong. And some people have been watching me for a long time and maybe the summer gives them a, a, a bigger break to be able to consume the information and implement it in their business. So if you want to stay tuned to what we have coming up for private practice, make sure that you click the link in the show notes, drtk.com forward slash links. That is my general resource page. Also, the link in my Instagram bio is the exact same thing. 
And that's where I will let you know when we have an upcoming boot camp. And the boot camp is typically a preview to my coaching style and me helping you get a transformation right then and there in those days of that boot camp so that then you can decide if the DTA program is the right fit for you, right? In terms of those therapists who are gravy in their private practice, you're making consistent income, um, you have systems in your business. Then you also want to visit the link because I'm starting to drip streams of income resources from my mentor that I'm collaborating with in the summer. He specifically focuses on helping you create digital products. I collaborate with him. And when students, if they choose to go into his boot camp, cool, it's free. If they choose to join his program that's only open up once a year, cool, do that. But one of the benefits, though, of me introducing you to him and you making sure that you also open up the emails that I'm sending you about his stuff is that when you sign up with us, Branding for Abundance, Dr. TK, for his program this summer, y'all, you not only get his program and all of his bonuses, but you also get all of mine. You don't lose anything. You actually gain double the amount of stuff. And the benefit is from those students who collaborated, we had like 30 something students collaborate with us last year. They definitely saw the benefit. They got about seven, eight bonuses. But what they end up learning was that the program is great, but it may not break stuff down in a language that you can understand as a therapist. So you'll get access to those bonuses that we created for them last year. And then whatever we update and add for new bonuses, you will get that as well. So make sure that you are getting on our BBD wait list. That is also in the link um, in the bio We in the, on that resource page. It'll say abundance CEO, like digital CEO um, notification list. Make sure that you get on that list because only those individuals that are on that list will get my bonus information. Let me be clear. I will not be announcing my bonuses all throughout Instagram every single day. I may mention them, but in order for you to sign up with him for whatever he has and get my bonuses, you got to go through your girl. Okay. So pay it for, let other therapists know about these great resources. Please, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, hop over to my DM and just let me know that you enjoyed the seven AI tools and strategies to grow your business. And also let me know which one you want to try and let me know how it goes. All right, see you in the next episode. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.